You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Will Post, rates and market intelligence data for DAT Freight and Analytics. Although the world is a few years removed from the pandemic, the supply chain still finds itself trying to adapt to lingering uncertainty in the market. Concerns over capacity and labor are just some of the factors forcing companies to consider other options, such as outsourcing. But do the current trends support bringing operations in-house or working with LSPs? Will Post of DAT Freight and Analytics chats with us about how shippers can utilize the right data to get better control of their own supply chains. Welcome to the Inbound Logistics Podcast. Today's special guest is Will Post, CSCP for Rates and Market Intelligence Data for DAT Freight and Analytics. Will, thank you so much for joining the show today. Hi, thank you for having me. Glad to be here. It's great to have you. Well, uh, I'd like you to introduce yourself to our audience today. If you could give us a little bit about your background, uh, what you're doing with DAT today, and uh, maybe touch a little bit about uh, your time in the NFL with the uh, Atlanta Falcons, because that's got to be an interesting transition. Yeah, thank you. It was it was really short, uh, my time with the Falcons. I had finished up uh, school at Eastern Washington University and ended up uh, in minicamp with the Falcons. Finished up uh, there, didn't uh, make the team or, or really move into the big bucks. So decided to get to work. And, you know, football wasn't everything. I, I you know, didn't continue playing and was out on the West Coast and decided um, at the time my girlfriend had moved out to uh, the Southeast. So I moved to Savannah, Georgia with her and needed a job. And, and like a lot of uh, professionals that end up in logistics, I didn't plan on it. Uh, it didn't get an education around supply chain and logistics, uh, but was looking at my options here at Savannah and ended up at CH Robinson, which was a great place to start my career in, in logistics and really learned a lot there. I uh, was there for about seven years in multiple different customer facing roles and really learned a lot about how to operate in a transportation procurement space. Uh, how to evaluate uh, different procurement opportunities. And from there, I moved into a different opportunity uh, in the commercial insurance space. So really jumped into uh, providing insurance solutions for carriers and fleets, really during uh, the best time to be selling insurance to carriers, which was at the peak of the market, you know, through 2020 into 2021. And that's when we saw a mass uh, movement of, you know, carriers that were leased on moving over to starting their own authorities, becoming their own owner operators. And then I've been with DAT now uh, for coming up on two years. And I work uh, directly with our enterprise shippers in the manufacturing space, helping them leverage uh, data and analytics to make logistics decisions and overall business decisions. Excellent. Now, uh, talking about shippers, we're talking about uh, how they're taking greater control of supply chain management. So can you go into how shippers are responding to uh, some of the uncertainty and disruptions uh, of the past few years? Yeah, the pandemic brought unparalleled uh, disruptions, obviously, to supply chains and logistics networks around the globe. We saw rates surge for uh, various transportation modes. This put a lot of pressure on logistics and supply chain pr pr professionals. And really, they had a seat at the table for the first time. And obviously, this attention uh, with rates going up 
brings a tremendous amount of pressure on these professionals, these different shippers. And there starts to be a lot of questions that get asked. Is this just my network? Are these my lanes or my relationships um, that are driving costs up? Or is it everybody else in the market? And that's where the emergence of using supply chain data and analytics really allowed the shippers that we work with to accurately communicate with internal and external stakeholders about their performance. And what do I mean by that? I mean, if you were a shipper during the pandemic, you likely saw your truckload rates go up by 30, maybe even 40% during the pandemic. Well, let's say your rates went up 30%. You may have some non-logistics supply chain people looking at that and saying, wow, you know, what are we doing wrong or what's going on? But if you can use outside data and market intelligence, you could say, okay, well, our rates went up 30%, but maybe for everyone else, they went up 40%. And they went up 40% for shippers that have similar network characteristics as us, similar lanes as us. And that really tells a completely different story. So now it moves from, hey, our rates went up 30% to, hey, they went up 40% for everyone. We actually are saving 10%. Good job. So using data to really evaluate your strategy is a um, one of the ways that shippers are managing those disruptions that we have. And even now, as we're in a deflationary market where we're seeing rates go down, we're starting to see that we can use that data to drive savings, but then also to communicate with our partners that are doing a really good job and in, in perhaps uh, moving our freight under market. Speaking of that market, then, how do the uh market conditions factor into, say, a, a decision to outsource operations? Yeah, so that's a that's a really great question. And it's something that is going to be very different from organization to organization. But some of the things that we saw is, you know, I would see that shippers that I work with, that we work with, uh, when the market tightened and costs were steadily rising like they were during the pandemic, there might have been pressures to outsource certain functionalities uh, with the thinking that, hey, maybe this could potentially reduce costs, uh, as well as maybe some pressure. The most important thing about that, you know, whether you are evaluating the current market or should I outsource or, or should I not outsource, it's important to be able to run a cost analysis using data and analytics to consider the potential. Uh, cost savings or cost implications of outsourcing logistics functions. Uh, there's also the same pressure when rates are falling that we may be able to do better if we bring logistics in-house. You know, if we start making some investments in developing our own relationships, maybe we can save money. Um, but ultimately, whether you outsource logistics operations or bring them in-house, it's important that you are constantly evaluating uh, the market, your network against uh, market data and intelligence. So that way you can make those decisions as the market 
fluctuates and, and change happens uh, because we know that the freight markets are very cyclical and, and we've seen that definitely over the last few years. You touched on it a little bit there, uh, bringing things in-house. What are some of the potential advantages uh, and disadvantages uh, of bringing operations in-house uh, rather than going out to uh, uh, logistics service providers? Yeah, so some advantages uh, to outsourcing, you know, you may be able to focus on your core business, which may not necessarily be uh, logistics. And I think that you also have the ability to rapidly uh, scale and flex in your network. Maybe you're opening up uh, into new markets where you may not have any expertise, or maybe you don't have the human capital uh, needed to execute on your day-to-day business, as well as, you know, when we start to look at some of the disadvantages, you could, you know, look at it as a loss of control, a loss of visibility, as well as loss of, um, you know, you could say company culture, you know, bringing in uh, logistics functions in-house, developing your people, and investing in them across the organization gives you the chance to, uh, one, create a stronger sense of, of culture and collaboration, teamwork across an organization. It's also logistics can be a competitive advantage and a way that an organization and a shipper can really uh, differentiate themselves from uh, potential competitors in the market. When we think about the broader trends in the transportation and logistics industry, how do you see the uh, the trend evolving uh, with things like streamlining, maybe consolidating processes? Yeah, we're seeing a, a shift towards streamlining and consolidating end-to-end processes. Uh, shippers are seeking data and technology that enables them to achieve greater visibility, efficiency, cost savings, that allows them to communicate more effectively uh, internally across different stakeholders, as well as customers and even their suppliers. And what's interesting is a lot of the, you know, during the pandemic, there were several shippers that used data and market intelligence to um, not only reduce costs, but also uh, build a business case to increase costs to their customers. So using the data to uh, really communicate and collaborate uh, from end to end in the supply chain uh, has been uh, quite a trend to see. But as we move towards, you know, and think about, okay, what does the future look like? It's important that shippers are able to not only understand uh, their network and costs, but they can understand the market and have the ability to forecast and really start to understand, you know, what could be coming down, uh, what changes uh, in the geopolitical tensions, global health events uh, that could perhaps make their supply chain a little bit more vulnerable. So to manage those disruptions, you um, there's definitely a strong need for data analytics, building a diverse and robust network um, and contingency plans. And really, uh, you know, I think when we think about the the pandemic in the last couple of years, uh, a big thing was not having all of your eggs in one basket, really building a, a diverse uh, supplier network 
even looking at the the areas that you're sourcing materials from, we've seen a big uh, push towards nearshoring, uh, moving operations to Mexico, uh, some different areas, collaborating with uh, partners a little bit uh, closer to us. I think we'll we'll definitely see more of that as time goes on. All right. So once more for for the the guys up in the nosebleeds there, uh, can you sum up some of the advantages of data and analytics, uh, particularly for shippers? Yeah, the, the the major thing is just having visibility to seeing exactly what's going on in the marketplace. How are spot rates changing? How are contracts contract rates changing over time? And how are you preparing for those changes? What strategies are you building? And using data and analytics allows you to quickly see where there may be opportunities in your network to drive savings, to uh, maybe put together uh, some sort of bid to drive those savings, or to even push back on your suppliers, right? And not spend the time uh, going out to bid and organizing a bid and, and deploying a bid, because that does take a lot of time and it, it does cost money. So being able to dissect your network and understand, okay, where do things work really well? Great, I can see that these relationships work well. I can see the lanes that are moving under market. I wanna be able to have those conversations with my carriers and incumbents and tell them where they're doing really well. And I want them to continue to provide capacity at that rate. And now that could change depending on how the market is acting, uh, potential disruptions. That's why it's important to always uh, continually be monitoring your network as well as, as the market. And then being able to communicate those changes, You know why you're making a change or, or why you're focusing on a specific piece of, of business is, is very important. And you need to be able to use data to back up those decisions because it's 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 funny because you can tell someone you're making a decision and without da data or even a, a reason, um, it's going to be a little bit harder. And a, a great example of, of that is, is hey, maybe you cut someone in, in line, right? Maybe you're at a, a, a basketball game and you're waiting to get some popcorn and you cut someone in line. They're probably going to be pretty upset about it. But if you cut someone in line and you say, hey, uh, I need to cut you because I need to pick up my order and my three-year-old daughter is screaming and crying. They're, they're probably going to let you cut in line. The same thing that be, can be said about using data to make decisions is it gives you a reason uh, to back up your claim, create a hypothesis, and then measure the results. How did we do? How did we think we were going to do? How did we actually do? Um, and then when we talk about using data with our carrier partners as a shipper, you're probably having quarterly uh, reviews with your carriers. So it's very important to be able to understand where they're performing well and also be able to pinpoint where you want to focus on the opportunities. Hey, uh, you know, carrier ABC, maybe you move 100 lanes for us. You're doing a great job on 40 or 50 of them. We see these 20 right here where you're above market and we wanna to talk to you about that. And when you can focus your time and energy on these opportunities, that's how you get better. That's how you improve. And 
that carrier may say, you know, you're overpriced or we're charging you more and you're above market uh, because it's not a good fit for our network or because you ship same day with two hours lead time and you stop shipping at three o'clock in the afternoon, which makes it very tough for us to source capacity. That's why it's more expensive. So then you can take that kind of insight and you can go back to your operational teams or anybody in finance that may be asking questions about costs. And now you have a reason uh, for why you are seeing those higher costs and you can develop some strategies to mitigate those. That's a lot of great information. Uh, clearly, the NFL's loss is DAT's gain. So thank you so much for that. Well, uh, if we need to send the audience to uh, get uh, some more information, where can I send them? If you're looking to connect with us, uh, please reach out to us at DAT.com forward slash Empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R underscore IQ. That's DAT.com forward slash Empower underscore IQ. All right, excellent. And that link will be in the show notes, so you can go directly there. Will, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate uh, your time, and I appreciate uh, all of the information you shared with us. Uh, thank you so much. Best of luck to you and to DAT. Yes, thanks again for having me. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit dot l y slash get underscore i l and stay ahead of the 3pl game the inbound logistics podcast is a production of inbound logistics magazine for the most in-depth information around logistics transportation and supply chain practices Get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.